Looking for a place to Welcome host a reception to meeting to the town. Prom. on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC on WHTC.com and on the WHTC app for your smartphone. Once again, here's your host, Gary Stevens. I was not supposed to hit the red button. Not the red button. But I did anyway. Okay, well, that uh, takes care of our perfect, uh, takes care of the perfect game for today. (laughs) Welcome back to Talk of the Town for this Tuesday, January 23rd. And without much further ado, let's bring in the Master Gardener, Jan Musen from DeBrine Seed, Washington Elm in downtown Zealand, uh, in the Mr. Butterball building. Good morning, Jan. Uh, by the way, where's Good morning. And where is the uh, erstwhile star of the show? Well, he's hiding in his bed over there. He's hiding in the stove. Well, we might have to look for him in the city. Yeah. <laughs> to use the old bug's bunny line, you know. And I like using old bugs buddy lines. It's, it's, it brings us back to our youth. But anyway, uh, if you got a question for Jan, yes, I know it is January 23rd. It's not February 23rd. It's not March 23rd. It's January 23rd. So why are we having yard and garden discussion? Well, simple. You can grow things inside. That's that, right. That's a, that's a, tw- 12-month-a-year exercise. You can always grow things inside. You could start planning for warmer weather. You can also take care of making sure you're not slip sliding and having all sorts of issues. There was this <laughs> uh, there was this video that went viral, and I'm thinking it's in St. Louis. They had some freezing rain, and a fire truck was coming to answer a call, and it was just... Whee! <laughs> skidding around <laughs> glad I, glad i wasn't in that you know in the path of that yes you know and but you know we'll take care of that and of course you want to get rid of the rodents that might want to sneak in or the skunks yeah. I hate to say it, this is the time of year they're around because you know they're they're, they're trying to forage for food yeah actually they yeah they aren't hibernators that actually hibernate for good they wake up when it warms up yeah so and after the cold arctic air we had last week uh this warm-up might uh bring those uh peppy lepews out and uh yes let's put it this way you'll know they're in the neighborhood <laughs> very yes simply. you will yeah, very simply but anyway but also we'll talk about the birds and uh I know this show usually goes to the birds, but we'll talk about the actual aviary friends. Uh, you can have a question for Jan, 616-395-1450, 616-395-1450. So we haven't done this in a while. So uh, why don't we, uh, as they say, oh, can't do it yet. Dummy me. I got to do a little editing so that we can play this. Ah, uh, sometimes I wish I was a little bit more efficient in my work here. All right, now we got that here. Goes here and... Time for our awards category, where we talk about top issues, top products at the Brine Seed, Washington Elm in downtown Zealand, 
and online at thebrineseed.com. Uh, there's still a problem. Our insect of the week from last week has uh, made it two in a row. Fungus gnats. Yeah. Uh, let's put it this way. I don't mind eating protein. I'll have a nice <laughs> steak. Uh, uh, for those of you who like peanut butter, you can get your protein that way. You can have my share of peanut butter. Fungus gnats, not my idea of protein. <laughs> no, but they just kind of stay right around your head until you swallow them. Yeah, it's just they're kind of annoying. They're coming out of your plants. Um, they they um, live in the soil of your plants. There, there is a product that you can put on the plants um, made by Bonide. You put it on the soil, water it in. It's a drench. And it will actually kill those nasty little guys. Um, if you've got them, you've got a million of them. Um, and don't mistake them for drain flies. They're the ones that kind of fly around the sinks. But this one comes out of the plants, and they're all over the house, basically. Yeah, you don't want that around. And this is not the time of year to cultivate these little buggers. Well, there's no time of year to cultivate them. But... When we no. talk about little buggers that, uh, you know, if there's any you need to, you can cultivate, it's in the spring. It's the fruit flies because they bring the hummingbirds around. <laughs> and hummingbirds <laughs> like to right. eat them. So They love those things. Yeah. They, you know, so, you know, if you, you know, if you want, if you want little flying things around, wait till spring, you know, get the, get the, uh, oh, now I, now I forgot. The bug. The humbug, yes. Get the humbug, put it out there, and you can see, you know, uh, our friends, the hummingbirds, all over the place. They'll be happy. That's a fun feeder, I have to admit, yes. All right. Uh, this is a constant issue. Mice. Mickey. And Minnie. <laughs> Huge issue, especially when it was colder out. They all wanted to come in and it didn't care they weren't fussy they'd come in your house they'd come in your barn they'd come in your garage and we had a lot of people that parked their cars outside and they were coming into their cars at night um and and really that's the last thing you want to see when you get in your car in the morning and go to work is a mouse sitting there staring at you because it's made its little house on your dashboard so um there are the fresh cab packets that you can just put out in the car or truck or whatever it is, and you will not be sharing it with the mice anymore. Yeah, but this is this is a problem mankind has had since time immemorial. How yes. do you get rid of mice and the constant striving to build a better mousetrap? <laughs> That's it. I mean, every year we get something called the best mouse trap ever, and it, you know, there is just a little, you know, a little tweak of difference between them. But you know, the best ones are, I find, you put two in a row, about ten inches apart. If it doesn't get through one, it will get you, get them in the next one. That's what I find. Yeah, yeah too bad you can't. Put them like in a mouse chamber, like they do at the at the car wash. <laughs> Just <laughs> keep the cars filing, and you can get the mice keep filing in, and you know take them out. Little that would boxes. be perfect. Uh, yes. Yep. You know, 
Uh, Tommy's Rat Express. That's it. You know, we, we, we need that. And, you know, talking about ideas for all these inventors, they go on Shark Tank to try to, you know, get support for, you know, for Mark Cuban and his buddies uh, for the oh, yeah. newest invention. Why don't they have a Shark Tank on rat traps? Maybe because they I've know I've never seen work. one. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's too mundane. It's too mundane. Let's talk about the product of the week, and it also stems with the question of the week as well. That's it's right. Debrine Seed. Debrine Seed <laughs> should have seeds. That's if right. If they don't, then they should just close up shop and say, it's all over. There's prime downtown land available. Uh, uh, <laughs> right. You know, uh, call Ken over at 772-2346, and you might be able to buy some prime land in Zealand. No, there's seed. Plenty of it. So. Yep. We just got another load of seed I have to make uh, pictures for. So, yes, we have garden seed we have grass seed we have field seeds we have bird seed we we've got all the different seeds um yes yeah, so if you want to we have a lot of people coming in now checking out for their garden already you know trying to figure out what they want to plant if they want to do something early or whatever they're um on top of things so just saying we've got it you don't have to call me up and ask if the seed is here it's basically here yes now did that include those big beef tomatoes seeds yep. i know we had yep. some issues in the past yes they are here today okay you know, keeping up with the big beefers you know <laughs> yeah heaven forbid yeah you, you you need that so yes the seeds are in uh but still have patience because yeah. it might, you know, might be an issue or two, but nothing big. Nothing big. Most of the seeds are here. There are some that haven't come in yet or are still on their way in. You know, you can't mill every seed all at once. So, um, you know, just, just, you know, just keep in mind that that happens. So, yeah. We mentioned earlier the fact that um, this is not really a great time of year to be talking about doing work in the yard and garden. But we mentioned that indoor yard and gardening, gardening, I should say, uh, is definitely something that is a uh, 12-month-a-year proposition. So you got seeds. Maybe somebody put it in your stocking instead of coal. Well, make chicken (laughs) salad out of it and say, okay, I got these seeds. Do I want to be like Jack and have it go up to the sky? Well, maybe not, but <laughs> certainly starting the seeds indoors is not that hard to do. And I think the brine is all you need to get those seeds started indoors. We have everything that you would need to start the seeds indoors. We've got peat pots. We've got potting soil. We've got seed starting soil. We've got all these little different kits. We've got also got heat mats to put under them. We've got grow lights to put over them. We've got everything that you need to get things up and growing. And sometimes you don't need a, you know, whole great big fancy thing of, uh, you know, to get things growing. But sometimes you do need that extra heat from the heat mat or the extra light from the grow light. So, you know, every seed is different. I've got lettuce growing in the store. Um, I pick it probably 
twice a week. I can get enough for a couple couple of salads. Um, and it's just in a very small little arrow garden. And it's fun. I've got fresh lettuce. I eat it during the winter. I enjoy it a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and and you can do that, too. You can start some herb seeds inside. They work well. A lot of them do. Some of them don't. But most of them do. Um, they like to be inside with you. So, yeah, start start growing something inside. Now, for some of us who do remember when this song was on Casey Kasem's American Top 40 in the 1970s, for those of us who do remember, you won't be able to get Jim Stafford's Wildwood flower seeds <laughs> to Brian. No, you do not carry those. <laughs> the Wildwood flower, you know, it's, uh, it, no, I know that no. it is legal for recreational use. But, but we do not carry those seeds. No. no. You know, don't go to the brine looking for the wildwood flower. It's just not going to be there. Okay? We have to sometimes it's like the you know, the disclaimers that we sometimes have to run, you know, for you know, Cooley and Godfrey uh you know, investment. Yes. You know, uh we gotta sometimes put these disclaimers out so that people don't think that they can go to the brine and grow their own. This is not 1968, <laughs> plain and simple. 616-395-1450. One other thing in the awards category, the weed of the week, not the wildwood flower, but the yep. weed of the week is dealing with Japanese knotweed. Is this a good time to deal with it without having to bring in the professionals or not? This is really the only time of the year that we as homeowners can actually do something that actually might help. Um, and that is to go out there to your stand of Japanese knotweed and just brush hog it, um, mow it, whatever, weed whip, whatever you can do to get it down to the ground. Um, the roots are frozen, so they're not going to be, you know, sending up new little shoots. So at least you can get rid of what's there right now. So, you know, and then in the spring, you can see those little tender shoots start coming up you might be able to run over there and hit it with some with some roundup and get some of that get some of that gone also so but this is a time of, of year and i like it um the michigan state of michigan says you can use a brush hog weed whackers can be used or just knock them over with a snowmobile <laughs> that's their just knock them right on down and get rid of them. Isn't that akin to using a hammer to get rid of a fly? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But if you've got Japanese knotweed, I can see how you would want to use, like, you know, a great big bulldozer to get rid of it. That's what I would use, yes. However, you do not do the Calvin and Hobbes destruction method. No flamethrowers allowed. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Now that might be a little, a little iffy, you know. Well, you know, to have to toasty, toasty knotweed. I, I, I don't know if that would work too terribly well, and you know, you could get collateral damage. So, you know, don't use the blowtorch, but you can definitely address it, and you don't have to spend an arm and a leg to try to get rid of this Japanese knotweed. I mean, no. even municipalities are spending money 
try to get rid of these Japanese knotweed. I know Saga took a few years ago, and they I still think they still have to deal with the mess on yeah, an annual it's basis. Yeah, not a one-year thing. It's several years at least. So, and yeah, it's uh, and you have to have a professional to do it. It's just one of those plants that we just don't want around. No, not indeed. So, as a result. That's our awards category for this week. We'll bring in the we'll bring in the rewards awards category again, probably sometime in February. It's not an a, a weekly thing right now because, after all, we're in the throes of winter. That's right. Not the throw ups of winter, the throes of winter. So, <laughs> just uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll do the awards category. Sometime in in February here on the WHTC Talk of the Town Yard and Garden Hour. 616-395-1450, 616-395-1450. If you have a question for the Master Gardener, Jan Musen. With the weather forecast, not only today, but the next few days, I think the next subject is very, very, very important. Dealing with the snow on your roof because it's going to come down and it's going to come down with some weight. Yes, a, a lot of weight. Um, you can you can decide what you know when it comes down by using a roof rake um, and we do have them. They extend out so you can get scrape that that uh, snow off. Remember when you scrape it off, you're going to scrape it off onto your landscaping bushes and shrubs and everything and if you get all that in one great big pile all of a sudden you could damage those and you know what that's expensive to replace so let's be careful with that and if you don't do it it's all going to come rumbling down and and just fall right on top of it because i see a lot of a lot of roofs with the with the little overhang of snow there and i'm seeing a lot of icicles also right now and this is the kind of weather that you get a lot of problems where it you know kind of it melts during the day and then it's colder up there at night and then it freezes and then it melts and then it freezes and that's what forces that water under the shingles and into the house so make sure you get that snow off your roof um this time of year it's, it's not a good thing, and make sure you keep those gutters open so that water can get out. 616-395-1450 is our number. Good morning. You're on the line with the Master Gardener, Jan Musen. Hi, Jan. Um, just a question. My husband's talking about planting all the wildflower seeds we have, and he says, I think we're supposed to do that in February. I said, really, in this kind of snow? So what's the word on how you plant when and how you plant those uh, wildflower seeds. You can do, um, a, it's called a, the, the winter, winter planting, um, the frost seeding. Um, you don't want this much snow on the ground because all, when the snow melts, it's just going to carry the seed right along with it to heaven knows where. So where you throw it is not going to be where it lands eventually so we wait until it's the the snow is gone then you can throw some seed out as long as you prepared the place the fall before 
you don't want any anything that was growing in there you need to have gotten rid of of any weeds or anything that was growing in there before because the wildflower seeds do not compete well with that so but if you prepare to spot last fall once to get rid of the snow and i think we should be able to get rid of the snow you know if we have enough of you know a week week and a half of of warm then you could put the, the seed on the ground otherwise wait until spring wait till it's warmer to be outside I don't want to be out in this kind of weather doing that sort of stuff. So I would personally wait um, until spring. You know, it's you got to prepare the, the spot anyway. So wait until spring to do it. Okay, thank you. And uh, question: Did you see all those beautiful flowers they planted at that water plant or whatever across from Tunnel Park? That was just oh yeah, fall. yeah. I wonder how how they did that. I mean, and who did that? It, it was just absolutely beautiful. It well, they, like their their land all just turned into flowers in the fall. It was it was the most beautiful sight. Yeah, I see. It, it I was, don't know. It was a, a a heavy planting of wildflowers, but they made sure that the site was clear before they put that down. So, um, yeah, it's a you can do it, but don't don't expect to it. You know, and and remember, year after year, you get less and less flowers, but it's still pretty. Okay. All right. Thank you, Dan. Yep. Thank mm -hmm. you very much for the call. 616-395-1450. If you have a question for the Master Gardener, Jan Newsom, 616-395-1450. Tying in with that response you gave to the caller, Jan, if you want to sort of plant wildflowers with with what we've had so far, can you clear a portion of the ground that has snow on it now, or do you really have to wait for nature to get this get the snow out of there? Can you sort of accelerate uh, things a little? Yeah, well, you really don't want to, um, especially if the ground isn't completely frozen. Um, once you start walking on non-frozen ground, you start compacting the soil and and making more problems so it's best probably just to stay off it um well and I, leave the frost seeding to the farmers yeah yeah i'm thinking like say for example you want to put wildflowers on say a pathway and yep. the pathway is 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 concrete you know is, is is that so you can step on that if you clear maybe about a two foot um, yeah, yeah, on either side of it would be very pretty. Yeah, yes. that, then you can do that. So, okay, I'm just kind of wondering. Yeah. Let's get to another call before we get to a break. Good morning. You're on the line with the Master Gardener, Jan Musin. Yeah, good morning, Jan. Um, I bought an amaryllis bulb from you, and it's just beautiful. I just wanted to say you've got the best bulbs around, so thank you. Yes, we do, don't we? <laughs> Mine is beautiful. Um, and all my friends have beautiful ones. So, yes, thank you very much. We did. We got some absolutely gorgeous bulbs this fall. You did. All right. Appreciate the call. Thank you. 616-395-1450. 616-395-1450. Got any bulbs left? <laughs> really yes, we do really. have some bulbs left. Yes. Okay. I know it's you a can, total you can procrastination. Still plant them. Yeah. But then yeah. again... You plant bulbs now, especially if you clear up the, you know, clear the snow out and, you know, it's sort of dormant ground right now. Maybe they might bloom in July. 
Might be a little late, yeah. But you never know, you know. Hey, where's your tulips? Oh, they're not. You know, they'll, they'll be around. They'll be around. All they'll be sudden. around on Memorial Day, yeah. Yeah, we get the late tulips, and yours already, you know, all, yours all stems, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it does pay to procrastinate. Coming attractions. Let's talk a little bit about something that will be uh, beginning at the 1st of February, and it's going to run for a couple of months. It's Foundations of Gardening. Tell us a little bit about that class. Yes, um, it is a comprehensive 10-week online MSU extension course that explores the many aspects of gardening. Um, there's self-paced learning as well as live experts um, that you get to watch every is it Tuesday or is it Thursday? I can't remember. Well, whatever. Um, it is, there is a cost to it. You have to, um, you have to, you have to um, reserve your spot by tomorrow by five o'clock. Um, and it is the, you need to take this class if you want to become an MSU Master Gardener. This is um, not only do you need to take the class, but you need to um, pass the class. Now, remember, it's all open book tests. Don't stress about the tests. Um, I know a lot of people and that I work with don't want to do a you know, restricted use pesticide because there's tests involved. But don't stress the test. They'll tell you everything that you need to know for the test. So don't worry about that part. Um, there is a cost on it. I believe it's $300, but for $300, you get an awful lot of experts. You get a lot of handouts and, and things that you're going to use forever. I still have my book from years and years ago, and anyone can take this class. It still costs $300, but you don't have to take the test if you don't want to become a master gardener. So don't worry about that. So, um, again, msu.edu um, backslash um, events, um, MSU extension events. You can even um, Google and you'll get to the foundations of gardening. Um, it's just a if you just want to know just a little bit more, have a little bit better garden, maybe it's a great class to take. Yeah, indeed. Uh, uh, sort of learning class. And no, you don't need to be like Jan or Jerry Dreheim before where, you know, you, you have to have answers to every questions right on the tip of your tongue. No, you don't have to have that. No, as long as you have a working knowledge and you, you too can become a master gardener as well. 616-395-1450. Is this a good time to start preparing for migration time for the birds in terms of setting up, maybe making sure that birdhouses are clear and, you know, uh, maybe give the get rid of some of the old uh, nests and the like so that when uh, the migrating birds make the trip up here, they might stop at your place and sort of hunker down for a little bit? Well, um. You could probably do that. Um, I bet you you've had some birds. Um, if you've left a birdhouse up, you've had some birds sleeping in them at night, um, trying to hunker down and stay warm. But you might want to clean them out. Um, just, I don't know, I'm sure we'll probably get another cold spell. But 
um, you might want to clean them out. Um, if you didn't leave your birdhouse up, you might want to consider putting one up just just because, you know, the little birds do use it. And then in the spring, you do have to remember to clean them out before, before they start coming up. But now we're probably right in the middle of a, of your, uh, of our winter, uh, of our winter fun with, you know, our, our less than our, our, our good birds, the ones that stay with us year, year round, they're, they're here right now and they're fun. Okay, I just I was just wondering whether or not there's yeah. some good preparation time to do that. Sometimes I take a look at some of the trees that uh, you know, once they shed all their leaves and you just see the branches, you see nests yeah. kind of high up there. It's like I wish I had a big stick knock that thing down so that uh, birds can set up their own nest because they don't like they don't like previously don't use owned yeah, yeah. previously owned property. They don't they don't go into that. No, they don't, and you and you can definitely take them down um, if you can do whatever you want with them. Yes, yeah. Some of them, you know, it's like, eh, you know, they're they're about twenty feet high, and you know, that's that's not going to work. Okay, those great big ones. No, they use those. <laughs> okay. Don't, don't, don't touch those. Oh, they come back to those. Oh yeah, you know, you don't want to have to deal with a an eagle or a hawk. Yes, that is an unhappy hawk. Yeah, uh, mama hawk. Hawk is not. Is, uh, I'm not. I'm not dealing with her at all. She's yeah. a mean one. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I, I saw something. I forgot. I should have saved this. Um, somebody put a video out on one of the social media sites about uh, one of those big eagles, not a bald eagle, one of those big massive eagles, and just came right to the gloved hand and. Landed there, like, you know, so there was some falconry there. Was wow. And, but this was a big, big old bird. It was like, yeesh. Those things are heavy. When If you've got your hand out to catch them. Yeah. I remember doing that in vet school. Those guys are heavy. Yeah. You know, we're talking, you know, they're, they're, they're the size of a small dog. <laughs> yes, and they are big. Or yeah, a, those... Or a medium-sized dog, more than anything else. And those talons are Sharp. Well, that's why they got that big, you know, oven mitt to make sure that you don't get punctured yeah. by that. DeBrineSeed.com is the website if you want to get your seeds. DeBrine, D-E-B-R-U-Y-N, seed.com. Phone number, open six days a week, 616-772-2316, 616-772-2316. Jan Musen returns Saturday morning with the Jan Musen Garden Show at 11. And then she's back with Dan Evans on the Garden Party at uh, around 8.45 Tuesday morning. Back with us next Tuesday morning at this time. Jan, thank you. Have a good week. Talk to you next week. Thank you. Thank you very much, Jan Musen on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC.